0: hello and welcome to Diaphoria, episode two here at msi 2023 we have just concluded the Fuck f- up. thank you mark i thought thank you <laughs> you thought i wasn't gonna do right, it i thought i wasn't sure if this is where i was gonna come you said for sure that you were gonna like wait for me to finish a sentence and do it like a rap ad lib i'm dracos
1: mark well, either either from your, me.
0: like usually rap sentences
2: aren't like 45 seconds long. I didn't know how long the intro was going to go. I didn't know I was I'm glad you two are intro. having a
1: great in-joke here, but do you want to explain to me and the rest of the audience what just happened? Well, uh, if you watch the broadcast, you'd you get it. Know, Betty. <laughs> if you weren't just out sick
0: <laughs> every oh, time. Oh, man, I just <laughs> went. Oh, my I, took,
1: I took a
2: four-hour flight <laughs> oh, okay. or something. I
0: got to take a day off, guys. <laughs> it's not COVID, but I I'm, I'm <laughs> still don't want to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
1: how dare you.
0: All right, cool. So that's how we There's a planet named Waco. <laughs> There's a rapper named Waka Flocka Flame. I know him. He goes hard in the paint. He goes hard in the paint. He says Flocka. We say Flocka now. Was, Walk- a- this is actually this is our kind of tribute to a recently um, removed player from this fine tournament. So, oh. yep, in honor of PSG.
2: <laughs> We're Flock-a. recording right after PSG lost to Golden Guardians. Pour one out for your boy
0: Waka Flocka. Yeah, uh, the a- EtheLios one trick. Who didn't get it in the series? Out. Yeah, they banned that champion, which I think was a good a good decision. Uh, anyway, the group draws just happened, but before we get into uh, an exciting full double limb best of five bracket, we're going to talk a little bit about the plans, um, mostly about the teams that have made it through, because... Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. You have to pour some respect out for uh, LLA and CB Lowell
1: winning their first international series, best I of was... series of all time. I always tell Mark this, I think that this was probably one of the best represented I'm using the wrong words but like I think as far as play-ins go I think that this one did everything that it was supposed to do right like we didn't watch RNG slaughter everyone for eight games in a row Um, we you know we like the good teams got out pretty fast and then the um
0: we didn't get to watch six games of EG versus G2 though. I thought true. that was that, that, that is there's six games where we got them guys. We need one more to be sure that they're actually better than us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the triple yeah. round robin. Are oh, you gonna miss the triple round robin? But I think like
1: that it did what it n- was supposed to do, right? I think yeah. that the uh, each of the regions like they got their opportunity to play against some of the top dogs. I think we saw some close games, some stomps, and then I think we also saw some pretty good like interregional stuff. Where um, like I was a little disappointed in DFM. I expected a little bit more from them. I was yeah. really impressed with loud um and then like obviously psg making it through and, and golden guides everything kind of went the way that we all expected but i think like as far as go, i was pretty happy some with, of, like, yeah some of how, how it, played it played
0: out i think it was out. different like gam kind of falling short oh, was not true. something that was on my radar and like dfm i think had been looked at as a team that was or like a more ljl but obviously dfm is the perpetual representative as a team and organization that was kind of on the come up that might yeah, yeah, yeah. achieve something greater but uh you know we'll kind of have to see what future international events look like but i think Gam and dfm for me were kind of the big disappointments in terms of where we would have expected them to finish yeah i think i think so it would have been hard to call before the tournament i will say there were some
2: na doubters people putting uh gam and pcs did you do a tier list i didn't do a tier list but i i did call my shots when raz was on here i got i gotta throw him under the bus if you guys didn't catch the episode he was like oh man maybe pcs is scary actually i don't think golden gardens are gonna get out i think pcs is gonna
0: go over them and i'm like you are trolling, hard okay, trolling. Okay, but in Raz's defense, if PCS weren't scary, why did you ban Felios every game, huh? What, are you scared? That's true. Come That's, on, dude. pretty coward-ass moves. <laughs> pretty, pretty coward. Why don't you give him his <laughs> Aphelios, huh? See, why are you holding Waco so down, down, down if you're not scared? Uh,
2: the other thing I said on that, if you missed it, was that I predicted um, NA to end with a better game score overall for the tournament than EU. I was throwing shots wow, that episode. Wow. wow. I Look had to bring it up guy. here because no one commented on the fact I said that. <laughs> I said
0: that like, thinking that would be. I like was bold. bold. I made an inflammatory prediction. I was like, yeah, all like no things one we cared. cared. The problem all is the, things we said, the
1: first time I'm hearing that is after seeing the group draw, which honestly, kind of low blow, Mark. Kind you know, of a low blow. I, I, I <sighs> said it.
2: Go back and watch the other episode. It's, I don't it's need there. to. You said tape. it right I'm now. To, I'm trying to bully Dogna right into into taking a bet that NA will do better than EU. And but
1: what's so far, like, what are you talking? Win record or win percentage? Because right now Europe is undefeated. Game score percentage. So yeah, you guys are undefeated. NA has two Ls that they're holding currently. Unfortunate, but you know. So right now you're in danger. You need your... Yeah, I
2: made this knowing that we played BLG. I made this bet. Do you
1: understand how low (laughs) I think of EU? (laughs) I know I'm playing. Do you
2: understand (laughs) knowing that I'm playing
0: BLG and we're going to lose two games? I still made this bet. Wow. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but when all of our teams, uh, NA and EU alike, are inevitably defeated (laughs) by LCK and LPL teams, when Mad Lions and G2 play each other, and it's a 3-2 scoreline, is that, how does that work? How do we count that? <laughs> yeah,
1: what if c 9 <laughs> so, 3 why, zero. Wipe out the team
2: kills.
0: <laughs> Either way, it's a 500
2: thing you're doing where it's like, C9 won three games, Golden uh, Guardians lost three. Yeah. That's so yeah, all
0: cool. I'm saying is I don't know how you crawl your way out of this hole unless you're taking some some cheeky games off of our LCK. Uh, I think, we can, I think we can agree that we're going to ignore the inter-region
2: kills that seem to be yeah. on the horizon. We'll get there later. But either way, um, right. okay, so, recentering on, on
0: the teams from play-ins that made it out, BLG, yeah. G2, and, and Golden Guardians. What do you guys I think, think? Well, I think, and to the point that Raz was trying to make, I was... I'm well, PSG is always a hard one to read because I feel like so much of the talent in that region is just getting kind of plucked away in any given moment. But um, in terms of regionally, like the regions that they're close to, I know that they've historically always been able to scrim LPL teams. and They're always able to show, I think a pretty consistently good level. So I can see how on paper you'd maybe expect more from that region, but I do think you're kind of undercutting golden guardians because they showed that they're pretty adaptable. Uh, I think the people will probably point to the BLG game, which I think, I'm less excited about, because while that was really sick, I think a lot of that was, like, this Yasuo-Gragas thing that BLG were clearly, like, and Ben was kind of just, like, don't get me wrong, which was great, but, like, Ben was also just, like, what are you doing, Ben? Come on, like, take it down I think a
2: notch. Ben was, was asleep for this play-in tournament, because if that's what he's bringing on the main stage,
0: he's in trouble. It's looking good for C9, is what you're saying, if that's what he's bringing on <laughs> the main ready. stage. Fudges, he, he's
2: watching what Licorice ready. is doing to him, and yeah. know he did the Licorice, and he's like, wait.
0: So have, what have
1: I'll have say a great time. is that... When we looked at BLG, G2, and Golden Guardians, the thing that I evaluate, and so like some people are gonna be like, Eddie, you're G2 fan. You're obviously gonna be biased, but I'll say the same thing for Golden Guardians. Whenever they were losing, it was because they were doing things and then the other team was punishing them, right? And I think that that is very different from just losing, right? Because if you look at the series today of PSG versus Golden Guardians, pretty consistently throughout that series, everything that happened was driven by Golden Guardians starting the play, right? And so the the entire series was dictated and determined by what Golden Guardians wanted to do on the map. And I think that a team that already has like a greater sense of moving the game forward is should already be regarded as higher so when we looked at the g2 game and we look at the blg games i think that that was exactly the same for both of those as well when mm-hmm. g2 was losing i think they were overforcing plays in mid caps was getting punished for it like they they nearly threw that baron against was it psg it was psg right okay. um where that game got really chaotic like i still felt like the g2 was always the driving force in all of yeah. those games and they were able to claw it back even and then the immediate game after they cleaned that up and they stomp They're opposition right and some of that is the fact that psg specifically are like the passenger team yes like the they're team. there it's, it's like it's long like long. every
0: game that they're in i feel like they are a spectator to their own game yes I see. you know what i mean at a certain yeah. point they like decide to like all right now we're gonna participate and it's like it's too late psg or like great timing psg
1: <laughs> you did it again yeah. so like that that's for me why coming into this one i was surprised that people rated psg above golden guardians i didn't like go out and make any public tier list or anything but i agree with the sentiment that like North America shouldn't really be underestimating plans like yeah. then they've they've, they've yeah. very rarely ever shown to be a bad team. The only time I remember them struggling a little bit was um, the Team Liquid mad. Was it mad where Team Liquid went 3-1 and they didn't actually finish top of their group or something like
2: it's happened before like C9. I think it was
1: 2020.
2: Uh, C9 played DFM before yeah. and like gotten had to go out the hard way before because DFM right. topped the group. True, true, so true. They, they actually came out as a second seed before. I think if I'm not mistaken TSM lost a Best of five to gam at twenty. No, they've won that best of five, but oh, they went to five, five games. games. They really games. five games. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like there's plenty of times to poke fun at NA, and yeah, like sure. we are definitely of the major. But they've never regions, actually lost. The butt of a lot of jokes. But we have never failed to make it through play-ins, and yes. like to predict
0: that is actually a master prediction. I think people just say it willy-nilly, not realizing agree, yeah. like yeah, it's kind of like it. NA law rather than actually putting any thought into the prediction. Yeah, because yeah. I think that like and uh, I mean at least on the side of PSG again, because I they did. If people wanted to predict them to win a game versus Golden Guardians today, I think that's more reasonable because what we saw yesterday versus Loud. I got a little bit more scared after the Loud lot, series. The Loud series. Now, was Croc playing League of Legends that day? No, it's not entirely clear to me. But, uh, you know, like they showed a much more proactive game. And, and some of that was, I think, Junja just absolutely decimating Loud's jungler and in the individual 1v1. Like that game looked very, both those games looked super, super unplayable. Yeah. Um, But like we saw great team, different styles, different looks of team compositions. And then uh, today we did not see. I mean, Gory Gat, Yuval... You yeah, yeah. we then, didn't see uh, that same version of PSG, and there were some landing discrepancies. But also, it felt like the second of was taken off the table. Like their bot, bot lane was like, team, yeah. now we're the Ezreal Karma bot lane, which again worked for them domestically. Then they're like, and now
1: we're going to do Lucian and I was just like, what is? I mean, they cool? didn't even play. I checked their playoffs; they didn't play Ezreal once in playoffs. It's like a historic pick. Though, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's something that he's played a lot through his career, but so, like,
0: I don't, I don't know what. Happened, but like that single band seemed like it unraveled their entire draft strategy <laughs> because it was like suddenly, were like, like
1: if everyone handshake, if they all play Jinx and we play Pellyoffs, it'll be totally fine. And it's <laughs> like, ah, I see
0: you have multiple tanks. Well, my blind pick Syndra here will do some work. Well, and you know, obviously, there's a flex there with the xante and it's like trickier than that, but like, yeah.
2: Now, looking forward, the same way I'm saying it's ridiculous to predict Golden Guardians to lose and play it, and it would be ridiculous to say Golden Guardians is like going to keep this momentum and beat JDG or anything.
1: What? Even, even most of the team yeah. wow bro. Wow. I'm just saying be realistic. I am realistic. EU versus NA in the finals all over again. We've seen this story before, Mark. When?
0: 2019 MSI. 2019
1: MSI. Uh, Do you remember that, that well. international final where no, you I blocked lost? It, out. No. <laughs> it was it, it
2: was like 1 a.m. for us, and, like, everyone went to the Team Liquid facility to, like, throw down, after game one, we're like, it's going to be a fast night, and I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going
1: to be drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember casting that series, and I was with um, Freak and Kobe, and Kobe's, like, a really passionate caster, mm. and after game one, he was still, like, really energetic, and then game two happened, and I think game two was when Caps on the Aurelia killed both... Um, was it say. Jensen and Xmithie at the time? <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> Are you an EU fan if you can't just bring up MSI 2019? No. On the it's drop all we got, bro. You like <laughs> know <what> that reminds <laughs> me of? MSI when we get to G2
1: versus Gen.G, I've got a lot of narrative prepared. From MSI 2019 <laughs> specifically. No other events. <laughs> no, no, I have a bunch of other events. Don't worry, I'm prepared.
0: Oh,
2: well, then let's, let's tease it out a little bit longer. Let's go BLG.
0: Um, Wait, what about... No, we're talking about... G- JDG G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G.
2: versus GG. we we'll We we'll had a seamless transition. We're going already. Okay. Yeah,
1: man. Okay. Oh, Golden, Golden Guardians, this <laughs> is JDG. This excellent outline better.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, my bad, Mark. You're my bad. Backseat outlining so when you didn't even have <laughs> a, a laptop to time. I'm so sorry, yet.
0: Mark. Just absolute um, chaos. So, <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I'll say about Golden Guardians. Let's assume... All the lanes mash up perfectly, and there are no individual skilled discrepancies. Not too much of a gap right there. Sure. Okay. Not, let's, well, but even quality. once we get that, I yeah. think what we've seen is while Golden Guardians are proactive, they also just like to skip steps. Sometimes their strategic approach is absolute <laughs> diligence. Sometimes it's like, let's see what happens. They're like, do we need to push the mid wave? I don't know. Could we cross map? I guess, but we could also just show up, and maybe they'll fight us. Like, It has been some suspect macro. I will say, like overall, I still think they're like, especially compared to the teams in plan, still a pretty like fundamentally clean team. But uh, if they get a lead against any any team, in this case JDG, and we'll see who else they're they're going to match
1: up with at the rest of this tournament,
0: I just like they're a little uh, a okay. little,
1: little sussy. Like so, macro wise, sure, like Golden Guardians, not the strongest. Very proactive. I'm glad that they're doing stuff. That's great. But I agree. Like, I was talking with this about Mark on the cast, when, like, you know, Licorice TP'd behind with the Kennen? I was like, okay, question. Be honest with me. Do you think that they deliberately conceded all of their vision on the topside jungle to set up for that TP play to bait them closer to the Baron? Or do you think that they just recalled at the wrong time, conceded all of their vision, and then just decided to go for a Baron anyway? And he was like, I don't need to answer that question because they won the game. (laughs) There's, like, being consciously good at something.
0: You know, where you're like, oh, I know all the chess strategies and I understand exactly what I'm doing. And then there's the guy who's just like, how does this piece move? And he slaps it down. And sometimes he just like, you just stumble you you know, just like, hits play. Like, like, you yeah. know what I mean?
2: I appreciate the discussion around the macro, but like, can we go back to you just ignoring all the skill gaps that are I wanted I wanted to that. start from a position uh, yeah, of like let's, that like, that. like,
0: let's just like take a breath and yeah. pretend that everybody is equal and we can just talk about the team strategy, yes. which isn't attributed to any individual or single person. <laughs> yes. Coaching staff, I guess, sorry.
2: Uh, yeah, on the, that point, where you have maybe the most skilled roster in League of Legends right now in JDG? Okay, we'll
0: just jump ahead here. My favorite's to win the tournament. Uh, JDG. Your favorite's to win the tournament, also JDG. And everyone was
2: basically JDG, actually, on the previous episode as well. And then yes. I, I said
0: T1 to go to the fan vote. That's fine. Sweet, you're just like, you oh, go God, like God, I can't and wait. Once no. I realized there's
2: overwhelming favorites, and I didn't have a unique opinion. <laughs> T1 <out> flipped <of> so-, <laughs>
0: so many Barons, we're literally, like, considering... Stop, stop. You're jumping. Stop jumping. Okay, all right. We're all right, all right, all right. We'll get that. I'm following.
1: Um, but I'm saying they got to keep up but like I agree with you in terms of like macro stuff sure but like individually like we watched the, the thing is I'd love to give some hopium for Golden Guardians I really would but we watched them play against BLG and we watched what happened bot lane and like But you played against Elk, and now you're playing against Ruler, and I'm like, I, 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 you know, like Elk is good, Ruler is better than Elk is, and like by a lot. Yeah. Uh,
2: Also, the top side of the map for BLG was not very impressive. This tournament, we'll, no. I guess like we'll Yagao
0: about- had some oopsie. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's hard not to jump. But anyway, so like the, that evidence might not be as relevant. And I think the other big struggle too is is well, like height Kanavi
1: three six nine. But remember, <laughs>
0: remember, like one of the other realities about this tournament, not just this format, is the way the schedule works. Is like. You got to practice a bunch for plans and you have a bunch of stage experience, but you have no, this could be a boon or this could be an absolute curse for you is that you, you have seen nothing from JDG. You're going straight into a best of five. And so no longer is it like it is groups at worlds where you can like adapt over a week or a week and a half. Um, You got to adapt to your plans opponents. But now for JDG, it's like figure it out. Yeah. you got three games to figure you got five, potentially five games to figure it out now the same is true from jdg and we'll see which teams that hurts and like which team that's a boon for which team that sucks for um but i think for golden guardians it's like you're gonna have to really be clever on the fly because you can't there's a lot of holes in the ship you got to patch up
2: gory played in the lpl before he knows all the down low true. on these guys so he'll give yeah. it to them yeah yeah, that was he was
0: not didn't have a great stint there but he was there he was How does he? Do we we know how he feels on his matchup versus Knight by any chance? He's looking forward to it, I'm sure.
1: What what I will say is that the biggest reason why Golden Guardians beat BLG was because of a very good draft. Like the Yasuo, Gragas, Kassante, like their bot lane got bodied, but it didn't matter because they drafted in a way that gave yeah. them ways to win and fight. What happened so, in like, the next game, Betius? No, I know exactly <laughs> what happened in the next game. I'm just saying that like draft is a way in which you can find advantages because it's, it's not like the Golden Guardians individuals aren't good enough to win if they're in a position... they can win right if you give them a lead i'm confident that a golden guardians could close out a game against a jdg sure i believe in that world but uh i think that you have to draft in a way that gives you options to be able to do that and i'm not saying that they have to cheese the draft but they're gonna have to like if you just play standard like standard meta viari into a jdg i think that you will not stand a chance
0: it's tough i think there is a position right now where like you can. The idea of giving Knight Ari, which is kind of probably going to be inevitability, is scary. But there are good champions into it. You can play, like, more proactive mid-jungles. You can try to blow the game open. I mean, we saw from, like, G2, and I suspect we'll see more, like, Nautilus mid or tanky mid-laners. Just as much CC as you can in the mid lane, as much damage as you can in the jungle. And you just try to blow open mid. And I think that that's something that Golden Guardians are good at. I think that it's... And Knight's a choker. Internationally. So there's, there's your in. I mean, that's... Yeah. True. That's, uh...
1: We're really... We're really nah, digging yeah. deep here, aren't we,
0: into the like the copium takes. It's like three six nine, maybe Jeez. uh
1: rolls the three maybe this meta
0: of probably mostly tanks on the top side or Kennen, is gonna he's gonna suffer. Yeah. Uh
1: maybe I mean, or- Horn showed up today. Right? Yeah, we're scared. Hey, if Def can be ruler, why can't say? Yeah. I don't see a leap there.
2: I, I mean Six A's been decent. The has been decent. He, sure. he did get body by Elk, but I think it's fair to say that Elk is probably the best player in play hands down, so straight up
1: yeah hey, Broken Blade is up there bro let's calm mm-hmm. down okay I see how this podcast is gonna go <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I do with right, the draft just... point
2: Golden Guardians do, do often have unique drafts I hope the Gragas Yasuo wasn't like the only thing that they had in the tank because it yeah. would feel like a bit of a waste to use on BLG who you're gonna then even if you lost them you, you still have a second chance to get into the tor- main tournament anyway so like I hope they have more flexi tricky picks because I do feel like
0: we're not going full send on like bad comps but like all lane I, counters I just think that this this first week of games, this first set of games, is going to be an absolute meta fiesta. Because again, a lot of the teams, the first seeds especially, are getting in now or have gotten in in the last couple of days. Yeah, Faker caught in yesterday. And from what I heard from um, some of the EU reps, teams were waiting to scrim because the draw is so close. You don't want to risk scrimming someone who is going to be your opponent. So it's Everyone's like
2: slamming today and tomorrow. So like
0: yeah, you've got like a day and a half to sort your like it's and it's very likely that we could come in with a lot of different meta reads. Now I think that unlike worlds of the past, where sometimes there've been huge patch differences and we've seen completely different meta reads, it seems like for the most part, it's. Just about identical. Wu Kong dropping in prio, and then this new kind of like more utility. Even though there was already like Gragas and LEC or whatever, but there's more like carry junglers showing up. But mostly it's kind of the same. So I don't know how, what that's actually going to mean. But um, yeah, in the long run, JG are my tournament favorites, and Golden Guardians. That's a that's an unlucky draw. Yep. I don't Sorry, know if there Golden was Lions. a lucky draw. I think I guess Mad was the lucky draw. I mean,
1: fortunately, there's a lower bracket. And that's just kind of like right now my prediction is 3-0 JDG. Maybe a 3-1. But
0: yeah, I think if 3-0 feels
2: about right. Uh 3-1. Maybe I mean maybe the Licorice As- ascension arc continues. And this is maybe. like the Zeka angle. That is Kingen one thing I stuff. will say,
0: like in general, about the eight teams that we have is that like Top Lane's actually like pretty hype because anyone who you were skeptical about, Licorice or Broken Blade, have both like had pretty standout performances so far in the tournament. Sure. And is that enough to like surpass your notions of any gaps that existed beforehand maybe not but it's enough to make me optimistic and at least excited for how some of these matchups are going to look okay yeah.
1: to which matchup is next mad versus t1 oh good um <laughs> so should we start with realism or do you want to start with the hopium first
2: well you can start with hopium and i'll just pop that balloon once it starts getting too big or something All right. okay
1: so the problem is that mad internationally have a bad reputation okay they the are the only team to from a, the the four major regions yes. to lose in plains twice. Twice, um, yes. However,
2: they lost the
0: best of five to EG last year. I mean, he's earned this because the amount of times no, he totally had to allowed. listen to. Not, I don't Gold feel of Guardians Aren't going to make another plans. He is
1: staining facts right now yeah. with an X. You know, um, no,
0: but it's actually the proper spelling. He's just <laughs> <yeah>. listening. It's <laughs> yeah. just true. There's no there's um, no, no subjective opinion. No, here. I know that.
1: Um, the thing that people conveniently forget twenty twenty one MSI it was mad lions that pushed world champions dumb one, all the way to five games true and they should have won that series if you rewatch i forget exactly which game it was they were in such a massive lead and then they threw it like the chokers that they are but
0: like the misfits before
1: them how many times was streamotion happened? yes exactly but like um, i was really optimistic about mad and then mad was also the only team that actually made it out of groups they beat lng in a, it was was it lng i think it was lng uh, in a tiebreaker match to make it into the um, best five so the thing got 3-0'd by Darwin yeah. who did end up making it to the world finals or they lost to EDG um, so, so El is a player I think that is world class I think that El versus Owner is probably a super interesting matchup you also have Hilly versus Carrier. Carrier which is just like there's already been banter between them you know but I think that that matchup in and of itself should also be really excited I think that the matchups where you would skew in favor of T1 is then the actual carries. Like Gumiyushi over Kazi, you're naturally going to give the advantage. Faker over Nisqy, you're naturally going to give the advantage to Faker. Um, and then you look at Zeus versus Chasey. Um, I think that T1 does a lot of what Mad does just better. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that you can get into the debate about the mid to late game macro. Sometimes. T one like to flip some stuff, but can you say the same thing about Mad? Like they do the exact same things. So. <laughs> they're both very talented when it comes to team fights. They're both a team that often leverages their mid jungle to find early advantages. The support is super active on the map and plays a wide array of different champions. Um, like they and their their top laner can easily play carries, can also play tanks, and then you've got eighty carries that just play the stock standard, but they kind of clutch when they need to be. Like yeah. they're very similar in terms of play style. I just think that T one has way more experience at that style, and um, is just basically mad with, with more options.
0: Yeah, I mean, T1 are definitely also feel more consistent. Like, and Hillisling have been on a tear, but they're notoriously um, inconsistent players. That's very true, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that while well, I'm excited for to see if El Yoyo is also going to be picking up carries, and I think that, like, Nisky's Gragas has been sick, I don't think he'll ever get it, but, like, I think Gragas looks really powerful right now. I think the champion is stupid broken. Like, I think there's a world where if they get their picks, the meta does from What we've seen on stage thus far really suit them and can really work for them, but like the thing is, I can't. The same is also true for T1. Yep, well,
2: yeah, be. I think also T1's super happy playing like a lot of prio stuff and just like trying to hard win lanes. And yeah. yeah, Chasey did a lot better in the playoff run and stuff. I still feel like Zayu's had his like little chokes in, in finals that people always are it's starting to tool. say is like a trend for him, but like yeah. outside that, he's still an insanely dominant laner, he'll play jace nar and all this stuff like we didn't see much jace Pryo in in planes if felt yeah.
1: like at all i mean he was bringing out Yone yona well, worlds last year like the yeah, man will play whatever yeah, it's
0: i was gonna say like the other thing that's really terrifying is that like i'm obviously a big lucianami hater specifically mostly for western teams i actually just say for all western teams um because i just don't think we execute it well enough but like that is not a problem for Gumakaria. and i wall lucian will almost 100 be banned like there's a world where t1 can just draft a bot lane like that send owner top as they so consistently do because honestly this t1 lineup feels there's some improvements and there's some changes certainly in how they play the game but it feels so similar to the lineup that we saw at worlds and a lot of that is like owner pretty consistently looking to set up top for success pathing to the top side it's not every game but like i if t1 don't want a handshake on like the scaling meta i'm nervous as to what
1: the early game looks like what i'll say is that a big advantage that mad had specifically over other lec teams was their one two three Like, they had so many great options, specifically because of their massive priority on Gragas and their ability to play at top, jungle, and mid. And then the way in which they could combine that with a wide array of different options, whether it be Jace Scragas, whether it be the Jace Vi, whether it be like w- whatever they wanted to do, they had all- and then if you had to ban away the Jace, they could still play the Annie. And yeah. so they could still do like Annie Vi, they could do Annie Wukong, like they they had they could basically like the meta was perfect for them in terms of what they wanted to pick. And so if you didn't ban something, they were guaranteed to get it. And that meant that their bot lane could then just play whatever they wanted. They would have to play Zeri, they could play Ezreal if everything else was banned out. So they had like the most draft flexibility domestically. And the question is, like, do I believe that they would have that same level of flexibility against T1? Sure. Can they still have access to all of those champions? Yes, I believe that. But is that to say that T1 also doesn't have access to all of those champions? I don't
0: think it's the edge that it was in in LEC is the struggle, right? Because, like, BDS had a very clear way that they wanted to play the game. And sometimes because they had their very specific prior picks, like, it just let MAD get away with, in hindsight, at the time it made sense, but in hindsight kind of murder in terms of, like, them getting everything that they wanted in the draft. And it's just... A lot of that isn't the same case, and again, as like Delusionami is an example. But there's a lot of things that you put a ton of faith in T1 to just bust out, like Zeus can't. You know, he's never getting Jace. He's never getting Kennen, and it's like, okay, but you have to give him something. Has, you have to give him something. Something has to go through picks and bans, and it's it's T1 are a much harder puzzle to figure out for Mad, even if they have a lot of things like a Gragas flex. Wouldn't be surprised to see a not flex come in as well. But it's even true. those flex picks aren't enough in oh. my mind to break open a T1 draft. I feel like that's going
2: to have to be the angles or some things that they can go and just throw T1 for a loop and have to adapt in the draft. Because otherwise, the, the thing that... Uh, I was going to say, like, the skill matchups as well, just, like, things that you think are lanes that you could handshake before that now you can't, and you suddenly get slammed on. I think that's exactly what happened in Golden Guardians in their yeah. series versus BLG where Elk's like, eh, no, You think you can just, like, take Zary with some, like, weak-ass leaning support yeah, exactly. and, like, nah, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. get absolutely destroyed. And I yeah. I worry for some of those similar matchups where, like, in EU, you can play domestically these more about roaming, play style, China, champions easier but then like now you're roaming to a lane that's just permanently shoved in and you're like half health because you're just taking worse trades and these kinds of things and it makes it a lot harder to i feel like play that style the
1: um, i'm not entirely bought in in terms of bot lane for that for europe only because bot lane for us this year has been like the most competitive it's ever been like we have a pretty stacked bot lane especially when you looked at like we had upset i mean comp didn't have the best year but upset hands we also had uh, Crowny. Like we had a really lot of strong AD carries. So I, like, I'm not too worried about Kazi specifically going into that matchup. I, it's more about how does the team stop T1 from diving Kazi level well, three, level five, level, level six, level seven. There's yeah. definitely going
0: to be to a certain degree, and like for me, the support role especially is really important because oh, yeah. there's like I a mean, huge that... arms race in terms of picks. Because I think that like, let's just say like are hand shaking on Jinx Ophelia's. Probably not, but, like, maybe there's something like that. Let's say sure. off the board, Zayari, Zayo. Just for just humor me. Two champions who basically want to do the same thing, right? Like, yeah. so often that lane is decided by support counterpick, and, like, there's a lot of stuff that we maybe got comfortable with I mean, in Europe yeah, that, like, yeah. Caria will break that, and that's going to be really tricky. And, like, at the same time, yeah, Hillsang can play a pike every once in a while. Like, Hillsang will find an opportunity to play something unique, but it's, like, he's going up against a player who... I have literally zeroed down my mind. Can play everything that he can Carrier play. Carry literally destroyed the support meta in spring. For he will. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he will like, destroy like,
2: whatever in <laughs> your supports around the world. are Gonna have to try it in springs yeah. now. Suck it. So, <laughs> like, this is my point. This is terrifying. Is yeah, because exactly. it's like
0: I believe there's a world where Hilly can still get to play these roaming champions, but it will probably be again a handshake where you're like, we're both roaming. <laughs> like, have fun solo landing eighty carries. Like, yeah. we're both leaving.
2: Or I mean, like the thing is, they love playing. With, like again, Pryo. So like they'll take a weird support counter pick. They're just like, yeah, I'm gonna play the brand today or something. Yeah. like you just like. Ah, shit, we didn't
0: practice. This well, and the thing is, is like the matchup I'm most excited for is owner versus El yoya especially like this mid jungle because I think mid jungle is so important. But like mid jungle breaks down very quickly, very early if enemy is able to get push and you're not ready for it. Like that's why G two love Lucianami so much is they get pushed bot and suddenly yike gets to do whatever the hell he wants on the map. You know what I mean? It frees him up so much. It's not always about building huge leads
1: and the things I'll say is that like I think El Goya at every international competition he's gone to has overall looked very good um, I think Nisqy this is a really big opportunity for him the irony is that his Gragas the thing that he's most well known for and has the most success on this year he picked up because of Faker um, <laughs> and now he's going against the guy that basically encouraged him know, but to But I'm, I'm saying if Gragas can never make it through like but, unless there's a new I mean, counterpick this champion is so dumb but my point is that like I think Nisqy this is a really big opportunity for him as a player to prove that he can compete internationally because it's like it's a very well-known thing among fans where people will say he's like the gatekeeper yeah, if yeah. he is the best mid in the region then that's a concern that people should have because he can't compete with international mids and i think that people look at him very similarly to how they look at yagao and that he's more of a facilitator rather than a carry mm-hmm. um so him versus faker it's going to be really important for him um and what i'll say is that also mad have been consistently underestimating uh i don't think like right now we're underestimating them I think that like based on the information that we have, I think it's fair to rate T1 as the favorites. I think the vast majority of people, but it also wouldn't surprise me if MAD did come up with very good draft prep. And also like a bit of a niche thing, but the Korean teams can be quite stubborn when they start international tournaments so during their first week is normally when they'll drop a single game like you know when we used to have the best of ones at Worlds and MSI like it was always like week one Korea would always drop a couple days like I think T1 last year went 3-2 in group stage or something Um, just because like they are quite attached to their old meta they scrim quite insularly and then they come to the event and then when they start scrimming the teams here and pick up the new meta then they very quickly but uh, within a single best of five I don't think that that's necessarily enough to I mean
2: (laughs) the the I I really like this copium angle where you're like listen sometimes the Korean teams drop some games they need some time to scale up and because now instead of playing across six days of best of ones and then they have that time to learn right it's all happening day one. Yes they can they can lose uh the alternative take being that the best of series that they absolutely clap everyone in, just start right away. (laughs) There's not any of this fun that you get to have where you win the single one because you win the Baron. That doesn't happen now. And even if that does happen, you play three more games
1: and then you lose. So
2: I don't know what you said. You said good draft prep, this, this, that, put a number on.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, Bruv. I think 3-1, T1 would be my prediction. Um, yeah, I could cool. I could see a world of a 3-2, like I can see it, but 3-1 is is my, for T1, is, is what I'm expecting.
0: I think 3-1 is fair. I think that it's really hard because I think that your point, both versions of the point, both sides of that point, are super valid that like, hey, like the best of five starts now. But I don't think it, for me, it's not about like the Korea's historical starting slow. I think that is also valid. But for me, it's just more about like, what is their read on the meta? Because, again, disastrous reads on the meta, whether it's the LPL, the LCK, or any other region, have ruined entire weeks of groups with people being way too stubborn to adapt. And this is the first time we're going straight to best of five, which could just mean we get clapped. Admittedly, but- sometimes that is Europe with Garen Yumi. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> some- you are the innovators. You are you the 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 Slam in Nautilus yeah. mid already yeah. right now. Yeah. Look, I'm holding on to that Doinby scrim rumors. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just keep refreshing that thread. <laughs> did
2: the Doinby scrim rumors before the good team showed
1: up? <laughs> hey, BLG was hit, bro. Yeah, it's bro. so funny because it's like <laughs> we were just
0: beating BLG. That's yeah. all that scrim they were <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he heard rumors from the one Chinese team there, which is BLG. <laughs> giving hope for c9 (laughs) oh god
2: anyways yeah i I think uh what's your number i think three one i think yeah i didn't know if you're gonna go full no 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 no, no, no. chest painted eu fan. no
1: my hopium is with g2 we'll get to that later though all right (laughs) Uh. let's let's
2: put it off for a little bit then c9 versus blg before we speak to c9 i think just recapping blg's run yeah both more impressive in some areas and
0: less in others. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that part of the reason why we got to call Elk definitively the best player of plans because other players on BLG were definitively not the best players in play. And they needed him so. <laughs> yeah. They, they make, gave I, Elk an opportunity to look like a big carry. He absolutely stuffed Stix A into
2: the locker, mm-hmm. bullied him in lane, yep. Yep. Uh, got massive yep. leads every single game basically. And Golden Guardians game plan was like, do anything we can to find ways to kill Elk. Because
0: Yasuo
2: Gragas. Yasuo Gragas worked great, but it's also because Yagao was like losing lanes to Miru, the LLA mid of ASOL Jace matchups. And like Bong was going toe to toe with Bin, trading solo kills back and forth. And like,
0: you know, can Bin we just say Rip Bong, by the way? Rip, Rip, Rip Bong. Bong. Great I hate player. both of you. Great
2: player. Sad to see him go. Um, but yeah, just like Bin did have some good games. It wasn't like he was a trash can, but like. There are also games where like Licorice is getting the better of him, which is just not
0: something for who's a top oh, laner who's known for well, dominating the LPL again. Yeah, yeah you would dominate, expect. like again, yeah.
1: Being <gasps> forced onto tank duty by Licorice.
0: sounds <gasps> a like drama. I mean, like,
1: I will say that I think that it's easy to tunnel on where Bin underperformed versus how the the team didn't play around Bin. Yeah. Like sure. the way in which BLG won games like the reason why so many people say bin carried them here was because they played through top. Yeah. Elk was a weak side player. That's what he was. And then they lost to JDG and all of the LPL casters have told me that like since that lost to JDG they've just kind of reevaluated how they how they want to play. And like you think about some of the best characters, like remember Jax used to be like a blind pick? Like you could mm-hmm. just go for that whenever you wanted to. Um, I think that Cassante being really strong in the past well actually even though he wasn't a big Cassante player, was he? He was still like uh he he played it every now and then, but I think in playoffs he didn't actually play it once. Yeah, I exactly. His
0: Fiora very vividly. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: So like they they were a top side focused team, and I think that with how the meta has shifted, it's been harder for him to actually carry. So they've had to shift their priorities over to Elk, and like the big reason why golden guardians got stomped was because like i don't know if you guys remember but game three they stacked four waves on that bot tower and there was no one there to help them they had a four-man dive bot and stick lost like three to four waves of farm um and it's it's a tried and true strategy that yagao is very experienced in he is he is the original like tf player like talia like lissandra he's more than happy to push Rome, push Rome, push Rome. like
0: you're, you're, you're stretching the word original
1: a little bit there I mean, but sure, in recent but like, history sure sure I'll i mean but that. he's that's always been his role right yeah, like yeah. I, I mean like, his the most reason, play champion
0: is vegar you know what i mean like it kind of tells sure. you exactly what he's there I mean, for he's set fair.
1: up utility yeah. you know what i mean um and i think that um the reason why bin doesn't look as good is because he just doesn't get the same resources that he had during the regular season and i think that that's very normal for him um and so like i'm i'm not gonna look because i think his sound game was very good like his he was unkillable i think it was a great pick and i think that he played the champion very well yeah Um, i don't think
0: it's like condemning bin but i don't think you can also just say like completely it's not because he got resources because he did there were unforced errors but i think in the same vein like the easier logic for me is just like this didn't look like BLG full strength. It honestly just looked like they were trying stuff. Maybe that's a, a well worse again. I, cope. Just, I
1: think it's a different BLG. I think that's the the take. I just think that we have a different to the BLG that we are used to. And I um I think the bigger question is like when you compare it to C9. I thought that their early games were inconsistent. I don't know if you fully agree with that, but like my biggest takeaway from them during the uh, the final, maybe that's not fully representative of them as a team, but like their early games are super inconsistent in terms of their ability to build a lead, and that is the biggest concern for me when they uh, when they when they actually go up against BLG because matchup for matchup, I can definitely see a world where like I'm not that concerned for uh, for C9. But um, I think that that early game, the way in which C9 actually play through their leads, and is, is where I have to go. We, we
2: were kind of joking about like liquor uh, fudge watching Licorice go toe to toe with Ben, and being like, "Really? Okay, you know, and like that's not that much of a joke because Licorice has, or excuse me, fudge. God, all the fucking food names and tops. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> just <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> fudge has ran na tops like yeah, 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 consistently yeah. for multiple splits now, like. There's some times where he doesn't look the best and he has his games, blah, blah, blah. But, like, generally speaking, Fudge is the de facto king of top. I just love
0: it because, like, I don't think broken blade is the top father in europe right now but like that's That's his nickname and so it just feels like the mafioso family is like meeting the the, the (laughs) the lec lcs families coming together (laughs) to figure out how they're they're going to like resolve the issue (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah.
2: but like um i'm just saying that like if if you're watching this as c9 and you're like oh wait ben isn't like trashing licorice and like actually licorice is going toe to toe with him yeah and like i beat licorice every single day of the week you know like you have to be feeling better than you were coming in even though he's not getting the resources but at least like um. also with Yagao not looking particularly good I think that's the big part is like Yagao goes to whichever lane they want to be playing through but like yeah. he wasn't really getting bot lane to be fair we're talking about like where the resources going it's like Yagao was just chilling for the most part and like bot lane was mostly on its own with Shun kind of camping but Shun also did some random stuff too so like in, in a lot of ways I didn't see like crazy map movements where I'm like look at this stack wave four man dive the coordination out of BLG whether that was top or bot I didn't really see that much of that it felt um, Loose. Yeah, it felt... I think, and maybe it's, again, playing to the level of your competition. This is a very real thing. And maybe as the stakes raise, you know, BLG will just keep stepping up. Um, they're a team that also, like a lot of the teams here, defied expectations and, like, were not expected to be as good as they were and ramped up a lot in playoffs. Um, so they're a team that I think can get a lot better. But I think if they don't improve from here, it goes from what was, like, a expected LPL two-seed smash of yep. NA A, because
0: that is historically what would happen, to like a, do you see not have an angle here? Okay, so wait. Let's invoke League of Legends Superstition Law. Okay. Normally, there's a single LPLC. They always do well at MSI. Now that we've added a second one, have we invoked the LPL Worlds Clause, where one team, one team is team destined wins. to implode? <laughs> Does it work? What is the implosion <laughs> threshold for the LPL? Is one team guaranteed to just... Turn into dust in front of our very eyes. I
2: mean, honestly, you talk about the CNI inconsistent early games. That is very true, but it's because they're just complete burger flippers. <laughs> <laughs> like, Amenez plays Jace, and he's like, either I'm 10 0 or I'm 0 10. There is no like in between. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. in between with him. And like, obviously blabbers down for whatever. He's like, yeah, bro, let's go. And
1: so uh, <laughs> well, on the podcast, i That is
2: like the team team's yeah. just like support King, bro. You and did the
1: call me emoji. Yeah, uh, uh, I think no, I if in Discord, if you're right, like, call me. This is the emoji that you get. Wow. Yeah. I'm the boomer. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. So I, all right. Yeah. The point is they're like,
2: they're, they're pretty ride or die homies. And so like when someone's okay. going bad, they're like in the play and they're just like, what's well, one more kill? You know, what's one more kill if we end this one too? <laughs> Uh, so they they do have games where they look terrible, but they also were easily once MS joined the most dominant team in NA, uh, just like smashing people. When I mean, the, things went well. So if you're getting this like really coin flippy game state where they're just like constantly taking skill matchups and just like trying to throw down with BLG, and BLG are not playing well, and you're watching Yigao just like lose random matchups, then it's a little. So scary. This, this feels like this know. is like the I'm, easy bet for you. If, like NA is going to upset. I feel like BLG being be, really
1: right? downsold right now. I just I, I do not think that that. As bad as they portrayed. I like, agree.
2: No, that's what I said. Is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. I think they play to the level of their competition. But like as an NA fan, you're I guess just like, hoping that is the
0: reality. This is this is the cope I, angle. You yeah, have to remember, we're not yeah. talking about LCK versus <laughs> <No>. LPL <laughs> no. or LPL
1: versus any, any LPL here. LPL fans here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No,
0: okay. Oh, great. Wait, 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 I, right. Let's misrepresent that.
1: misrepresent. I mean, I think it's super fair that we can all agree that of the four teams that are not from the West, BLG is the most beatable team right like when we look on paper like gen g t1 jdg feel like very massive mountains to climb whereas the fact that we have seen blg actively struggle that does make it easier but i still think that they are still a very smart team um to me they are just going through a process where they realize the meta is different and that they need to play more towards bot than they do top i mean
0: yeah like they're not putting i don't know like we don't even have to take it that far. Like, just obviously what's showing up on stage, whether that's playing to the level of their opponent or adjusting their meta read, sure. or regardless, like, we're, we're all kind of generally aligned that we're not... This is not full-strength BLG, or at least we do not expect this to be full-strength BLG, which I think is super reasonable. But as Mark pointed out, if it is...
1: Was Berserker MVP? He was MVP, he right? He was MVP. So do you think Berserker MVP can be Elk?
2: No. I think Elk is probably better anyways. Oh, really? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, no offense to Berserker. I, I love that kid. But, he's amazing, but... But he won MVP he in your won MVP, league. MVP.
1: I don't... He's the most valuable
2: player, uh, yeah. Mark. He must be better than the finalists of the LPL.
1: Yeah, but he got smashed by Ruler, you know? So, like...
2: Yeah, and that's and, a pretty low bond. You know, I'm Guma, kidding. I'm Guma, kidding. Guma definitely <laughs> have a great time against Berserker and Group A of Worlds <laughs> last year with Sven as his bot laner? So Sven has leveled up a fair amount, but I think you saw it in finals, uh, even sometimes some mistakes coming through in the post game interview. He said he didn't feel like he played great that day. That, yeah. And I think for a lot of us, it's the combo of on versus Elk versus uh, Berserker versus Sven, that's where sad. it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I want to believe in Sven. I think he actually stepped up a lot this split. He was a lot better. He had some really interesting picks and really came into his own as a support, whereas, like, last year he was just Enchanter one trick because that was kind of the meta. Yeah. But it's still, like, the weak point. It's, it's the I, clear weak point. Like, of course, anything can go wrong. Bin can start stomping fudge again, but, like, this is the something that's going to be a problem, most likely the whole series.
0: And I hope that that unique picks, I hope we see a lot of that from our Western representatives because I do feel like, given the short turnaround, like, if there was ever a time you could just throw wacky picks out there. It's in a be- it's in a double limb bracket in best of fives when nobody really has 100% confidence that they know what the meta is. Like, now is the time to get weird with it, I feel like. So I would love to see that. And I do think that this is this might be the West's, like, just to lump both of our regions together, this might be the West's best shot to win a
1: best of five. We haven't got to G2 yet, don't worry. Whoa. I got you, baby. I got you. We'll get to that in a bit. I know, though. but I'm wondering <laughs> what well, your angle is here. Okay, but... um. What's the score then, boys? What number are you putting on the table? (laughs)
0: 3-1... Maybe 3-0? The coward bet. The I think it's three o. I think it's a
2: three o for BLG. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have this in EU, but like. 3-1, 3-1 is, is the coward's bet. He came on You want to call a three o, but that sounds not hype, so you call the a 3-1, but there's
1: no way it's a 3-2. But what do you believe, Mark? What's your score?
2: I don't, yeah. I God, It's like, I would honestly say 3-2 if I believe that this is like BLG, because like. I can see the world. Yeah, it's like, okay. If you play at this level, BLG, and this is really what you're bringing at MSI, and C9 is like done anything in the off, like the, the downtime to improve yeah, yeah. or anything, um, then like it is actually a, a close matchup because C9 beat the hell out of Golden Guardians despite not playing super clean in finals, and ran North America for most of the, the second half of the the split. So if Golden Guardians is testing BLG, then it actually is like pretty close. I think. Yeah, I I'll just,
1: give you. I'll give you the BLG three two. I'll give it to you. That's it's my it. number.
2: Solidarity and looking
0: like idiots when it's
2: a yeah, three <laughs> 0 I'm not saying three goes can dance in our graves. <laughs> I'm not trying to dance in
0: your graves because, like, I want C9 to win. Like, I don't like that prediction. I want any Western team to beat their opponent because it makes things more interesting. But I'm just like, on the one hand, I kind of believe, but on the other hand, it's like, it's, Elk is really good. Elk is insane. Elk He's is gonna really be the best good. player in the series. And so, like, really, if like, you know, if Ben just plays Scion every game or tank top every to game and they front to back I think they just win and I just don't like yeah. and again C9 again you can make things happen but I just I, I, I think you made a really good point about it being like a reimagining of BLG because coming into the tournament like the, the
2: narrative of like what this team is and how they play is Elk weak side like you said and snowball top and because they haven't done that and Yagao hasn't Done a ton. It's like you kind of just like, well, so what is this team? And it's like the the late game bomb that can just pick Psy on top and not give a shit. Yeah, because like, like scale and win. The,
0: the one thing at this point, regardless of their you know whatever they were doing regionally, the one thing we've seen at MSI and the one person we've seen at MSI be really consistent is Elk. And like yeah. so like
1: again, though, like the the biggest variable that, that we that, don't though. have, like because it was easier to talk about T1 and um Mad because we haven't seen either of those teams. Yeah, it's easy to talk about GDG versus GG. GG because we've seen GG play And then like, because we have a reference of BLG, it's easier. This one, we actually just have no idea what C9 looks like, which is the biggest advantage that they have coming into this series. The BLG have shown a formula with which they can be beaten, thanks to Golden Guardians. They've also shown priority picks, and they've shown a style that they have moved away from a carry top play style, which is a massive advantage for Cloud9. The question then becomes, if Cloud9 comes in with a really smart draft game one, um, I, th- I imagine it'll be a coin toss that decides sides, and let's say they get blue game one, and they have like it a really good the draft. Upper
0: seed gets. Uh, I think
2: it's probably upper seed. Oh, I mean, you're a t- tier two team. Yeah, maybe blg's tier three. So maybe I, maybe. I assume everyone who didn't play in planes has sides. I mean, stuff, maybe that's the sure. case. I don't know
1: either. I don't know the official ruling there. um But either way, if they can get like a good blue side draft, and they're able to take game one. The question then becomes. What else do they have prepared and how quickly can PLG adapt? Um, and I think the BLG showcase that they can be quite quick at adapting thanks yeah. to what how quickly they banned out the Yassau and kind of dismantled that composition from coming back. But um, that's the biggest thing for me in Cloud9. They haven't shown any gameplay yet. I really can see it being a 3-2 and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, C9, when, when Mark and I were talking about the group draw, we were saying that for both Europe and NA, the best matchup is an EU versus NA1. We yeah. wanted G2 versus C9 because we could both see them beating each other Um, and then we were like the next best bet would be BLG Right. Yeah. Like after that, of the options available, I definitely want BLG to be the uh, opponent that I get. And so I think that there's a real world where Cloud9 can win, but I don't blame you for Boeing 3 0. Well, and
0: I think the biggest problem with this like data set that we have is essentially it's three games for BLG. Cause like the other two was pretty stompy. Maybe you mm-hmm. want to talk about it yet, Like, but this it's not a super useful data set either way. Correct. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like in the same way that we can use it to say, hey, here are some of BLG's potential weaknesses. You can also say, hey, we really didn't learn a lot about this team. Like, you talk about the Yasuo thing, but that's like one game they got Yasuo gragas they banned it and they had nothing out. like we didn't yeah th- we did not learn a lot while
1: in this plan best
0: of one still it is like that kind of vibe where like anything can kind of
2: happen in a single game and like we've seen plenty of times like fpx when they won worlds like they dropped a lot of best of ones didn't look that they lost and make it out of groups yeah like, they yeah. Almost didn't make it out of groups getting <laughs> sliced and it's like whoa what's going on here and then they win worlds and yeah. so like there's very much this like ramp up potential that like again i don't really think that that was blg's level but that's fair
1: and then also the other argument is even though we haven't seen anything from C9, BLG's warmed up. They're used to the area now, like they're used to the games. Like you can spin it either way that you want. If you really yeah, think I mean, about it's it, so. tight. again, the
0: schedule is really, really tight. It's really tough, especially if you lose here and you have to play your next uh, elimination match in the same week. That's like very stressful. The nice
2: thing is C9 has been boot camping for a while, so they're not oh, like they?
0: yeah, they're they're not like JDG
2: and uh, Genji and all these teams that are like flying in last minute. Oh. They've actually been in Europe for quite a bit, if I remember. Like they Fair. they are one of the teams scrimming. I didn't here. know that. There i think go, nice. i think
0: i could be mistaken but i remember rookie maneuver taking jet oh, leg out as a potential excuse did tell me that he had mm, now definitely. you'd have
2: to swim home <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so all right
2: that was my three co- two PMT. three two yeah, three co- zero PMT. that was yeah, my yeah, i'm still zero. predicting them to lose but it's closer than you would have yeah, thought yeah, that's fair so okay. now it's your turn with the okay Gen-G so do you, you want to know the fun fact
1: yeah sure. g2 have never lost to gen in a best of five ever
2: sample size is
1: two
0: Mm. And it
1: was 3031. Yeah, they got their numbers. Six. Yep. Like so, you know, the when the whole like did they play? I don't remember. It Yo, was don't stop your head. Twenty uh twenty twenty. Okay. Um and uh
0: Yeah, slap the face, that'll bring it back.
1: It wasn't twenty nineteen. you help? Where was the other one? I do need to know. Oh, no, I've been slapping. Yeah. Uh, it was
0: in 2018, right? That Genji busted out completely. So I was trying to understand the significance because, like, at this point, the G2 lineup has changed so many times. Yeah, of course. That it's it's like, a completely different G2 lineup. lineup. Yeah, it's a completely saying, different Genji lineup. lineup. I know, what are you saying, <laughs> I know you're talking about. Who the hell is this Pays guy? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like a ruler, ready right he go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so I think that I will give this credit to KJL because this isn't my original point and I do have to credit him for it. Mm-hmm. He made a very valid point, which I'm super bored on with, which is that like, if G2 were a stock standard team that just played the traditional meta picks, I would heavily favor G because I do believe that when you, when like they are the smartest team in the world. Like it is without a question that they have the best macro I mean, on the planet. they are
0: super ridiculously turbo consistent. Yes,
1: they are like, they, they just, their understanding of the game is the highest in the world. And I think that if you give them a standard game of League of Legends, they just will not lose, right? And I think that one of the big surprises coming into the final with T1 was how much scrappier and proactive they were in the early game compared to the previous best of five that they had played where T1 just kind of dominated and snowballed from the early game. Mm-hmm. Um But the reality is is that when you enter the mid to late game, like their objective setup is consistently flawless. Their vision control is always extremely good. They manage their waves incredibly well. Like they just, they they have such a good head on their shoulders combined with the fact that they have very talented individuals pretty much across the board, right? Yeah. Um, the, The problem for them is that G2 are the least standard League of Legends team on the planet like stylistically they could not be more opposite from each other like g2 will draft the most ridiculous stuff that you have never seen before and while sometimes it works in like we remember the pantheon from the regular season that just dumpstered top lane and the day after that same pantheon got absolutely stomped I same right? series that
0: pantheon got absolutely stomped oh was it a series it i thought a it was regular season okay okay
1: um but like they, they're a team that just don't play traditional league right yeah, they break that they literally like the whole they're the defy you know <laughs> <laughs> They're wrong? on brand. Yeah. They're a brand asset. Yeah, this point. they are. I'm G2. Like-
0: don't do something a greedy but or risky. Like, I Never. Was,
1: I was I was talking to Roman and he was like, Yeah, we just brought out Nautilus and Scrims, and then everyone started playing Nautilus and Scrims. <laughs> like <laughs> only some big Giga brain thing. It was just like, like, yeah, let's try it. They just try all sorts of things and like yeah. they they look at the patch and like they are the, and T1 know this firsthand. Like the pike top, like the, the this G2 like for a while lost that soul of creativity, but I can promise you with this roster, it is very much back. Um and they are willing to play and sometimes they cook way too much. Like, sometimes they draft in a way that, that, like, it just shouldn't work. I remember their first Italy game. I didn't really love it. I think that they just won. I didn't like their second Italy Nidalee game either. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> just fun. To, I don't <laughs> like Italy. I don't think it's but, good. Uh, but I like the Nautilus. But the... Um, the ideas that they have completely go against everything that is conventional, right? They aren't yes. just first picking by every game. We know that they can play it, but they won't do it. They will cook up different yeah. strategies. They have definitely something new prepared for Gen G, and I think that that is the thing that can catch a team like Gen G when, like, they are the most bite to book team you can you can find. That's not to say that that's a bad thing, right? Because their understanding of the game is an incredibly high level. But G two just like draw on the covers. They'll rip out the pages. Like they just don't yeah, care. You get the do enemy. you want meta- to do the crazy meta? Can you do more meta more metaphors, <laughs> metaphors for us? Like, I'm just not sure. I think, I think... My point but, is that stylistically there's a big difference. That's the only point.
0: Stylistically, there's a big difference. And credit to G2. If things continue, and they're the Nautilus uh, originators, they do seem to be the team that is defining the meta right now. Um, they brought out the Cossacks, Other people were playing the Cossacks too. And so if it is going to be utility mid carry jungles if we're going to see a lot more of that um, which i i like and i expect to see more of i think they're they're the team that feels like they're one step ahead right now and i think that is a big boon i don't think the meta is as flexible as it was in the pike top era but i do I think, think that course, flexibility yeah. is big i think sometimes it's a liability um because as you said they sometimes they cook too much and also sometimes these compositions that they draft um are just much more limited in how they can win the game you know what i mean like true. there's also there's true. a reason why like uh, you know, like these Aphelios comps feel so good is because, like, if you get a lead, they're insane. If you don't get a lead, you still have windows of opportunity to come back if your opponent isn't just, like, absolutely blasting you. And I think a lot of the times the struggle with G2 drafts is that, like, yeah, some We're of these changes.
1: themselves into a corner. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, like, that's the Pantheon, right? It was like Feast or Famine. Like, the first game, it looked sick because it got a ton of attention and never went to lane. It was yeah. ulting everywhere, broke away, looked like a god. And then he had to sit in the lane for a while and he did he nothing. Gained, yeah. And the champion doesn't do anything. Yeah. And I think that um it can be tricky like nidalee is a champion that i'm very nervous about for them i'm really scared about playing that especially because i peanut is a guy who is like super creative and i think that i think creativity if they are going to win is going to be what wins them it's going to be creativity it's going to be like classic g2 plays because g2 still are one of the teams in the world that like they've done it since 2019 and they continue to do it they will drop a tower they will drop an entire side of the map to put four people on the opposite side of the map and just like for way longer than you expect them to, they love overliding side of the maps, and I think that that can catch a team like Genji off guard. But I still think Genji are the are the favorites yeah, here. Of course they are. Okay, uh, just don't me. forget Chovy's also a, uh, a choker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
2: think it's funny how many okay just a, small, a
1: rookie Uh is <laughs> a rookie he's gonna collapse Hans under Sama, the sheer his pressure his last international performance Chokey versus cracked. TRX was rough I mean like well, the so, Chokey point
2: is not I mean but it's where I want to go with this is okay. that it's so ridiculous that these eastern mids pick up this like choking moniker as they play consistently in like so much higher level skill it's environments true, yeah. and <laughs> they only fail really in those environments so it's like okay so Choby sometimes loses to like faker people and like yagao sometimes loses to knight or knight loses to yagao or they both lose to Cat. Zeka randomly yeah but you consider that caps will lose to anyone
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it cool was, about was that. like yagao yeah, like, yeah. like
2: choked in semis because they didn't make finals and night uh chovy choked in semis but then knight choked
0: in, in okay, over well, there. And, and you don't understand you don't understand because lp and lck players are chokers lec and lcs players are bad that's the difference <laughs> when we don't
2: show up we didn't yeah. choke we, we suck chock, and no one expects totally. anything faker's a, uh, a huge
0: choker he yeah.
1: lost how many finals <laughs> so many, finals, many times dude, 17 was his last title bro. dude this guy Ooh. is a
2: choker yeah <laughs> choker. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps dropping in the big games he makes a yeah. super bowl every freaking year you know what a ch- choker? how dare he yeah. uh, <laughs> anyways yeah. uh yeah i think the 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 concern being, like, Pace absolutely is incredible.
0: Doran stepped up a lot in, in the postseason. Um, yeah, and Doran would have been, like, the shining light for anyone trying to cope for an angle yeah. on how you were going to come back into <laughs> yeah. the series, right? Like, just had and a great good. series for And, like, even and- if, again, he doesn't get Greg, he doesn't get as many of those picks, it's like, well... Broken Blade's going to do some wacky stuff, and, and, and then we're still going back to wacky stuff anyway. It's not it's about not Doran like he at all. To do
2: that anyways. He plays Jace, is the second most played champion. Eleven games. Like that's the thing about the LCK tops is even if they are like the non-resource heavy ones, they all still have the pocket carries. Like back in the day when like they all when, like, they, they, all, play they all play Camille. Back when it was yeah, a Camille that's... meta, it's like
0: oh well, like maybe our best carry tops can play Camille, and they're like every single top laner <laughs> has a Camille. Yeah, and <laughs> reminder, we've been lulled into a false sense of security here, but like we were. Basically, as regions combined, forced onto Orn duty for many years consecutively because our top laners literally could not get through. No, 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 not just could not play it; could not get through a laning phase without dying to it. (laughs) Yeah, and
2: then if you did that, sometimes they still have weird counters like "Here's a Quinn for (laughs) (laughs) you." Yeah. So, anyways, point being, Broken Blade has looked very, very good. But to be fair, he is a feast or famine player, not just on Pantheon and stuff like that, but like against lower levels of competition, he can run
0: over games. Well, and and like still like the Darius game, which is one of like his great games where you like help facilitate this comeback i still think a lot of the strength of that pick is that people just aren't used to playing against it and as the tournament goes on it's cool. not going to look as good and it is a unique champion i think that people sometimes underestimate the inevitability that it brings to the table like an orner or a scion does just because of how powerful the passive is how he can just build full tank and still be a threat but um yeah i don't know i don't want to like over oversell broken blade here because i think that the big avenue for him in this lane is is wacky picks not like
1: outplaying in the individual one v one I would say that for Broken Blade, like I think that the community narrative has shifted kind of the reality of the situation a little just because when you look at how Broken Blade is playing, he's fine, right? Like throughout playoffs, he played a lot of AP champions. He played Gragas, he played Kennen. There was another one that he played. It wasn't Gwen, it was something else. I forget exactly what it was, but he was like totally fine, right? Like, it wasn't like he was ever really getting bodied and everyone will sit there and go, oh, we're not concerned about him domestically, we're concerned about him internationally. And I'm like, okay, he's going against Doran, which like, sure, Doran had a great finals, but even then like, as far as top laners go, you've kind of drawn a pretty good role as far as the potential top lane competition. The real concern that everyone should be talking about is Caps, because like this guy has significantly underperformed recently. Yeah. And like, even when you look at the Loud series, he was the guy that was dying, right? Like he got better in the PSG. His Gragas was much better. And I was much more appreciative of what we saw from him. Yeah. But, uh, caps is still a player that I have the most concern about. And against Chovy, when you think about that matchup, if you were to ask me right now where well, you are, I suppose I'm asking me right now, Chovy's going to smash caps. Like it's not even close. Like, I don't even think right now that caps is playing at the level that is even comparable to Chovy. Okay, so so <laughs> when we
0: started this section, you were like, hold on. Don't worry, Draco. Yeah, I gave you all the copium. I stop. got you. So, I don't feel like you got me. You just told me that the Western goat is about to get blasted. Yeah, yeah. I feel like quite opposite of the you got me. Yeah. You just
2: didn't you didn't pick up on the Copium because he's not gonna play the skill matchup. No. Yeah, like if Chechovi would destroy him in a skill Nautilus. matchup, we're not gonna play a skill matchup, we're gonna play Nautilus. Like you like, and then I'm gonna play Galio and then I'm gonna play Gragas And I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna sidestep Yeah, Gragas,
1: Galio, Nautilus, Ajuani mid. Those mid slam them, You know? I mean, I have so much faith in Han Sama. Like Han making that bot lane I believe in them internationally
2: so the the Broken Blade one I think
1: it's like it's he's one of these players where it's
2: almost impossible to find like the middle ground which is accurate because like the haters are like this guy sucks all EU tops suck you guys correct I I heard that narrative so much (laughs) and I came in this event and I was like your tops are fine. Like, you' yep, playing very well yeah. against, like, <laughs> you're smashing people and, like, I'm, I'm pretty relatively confident in He also used stuff. to
1: play, for, he won in NA as well. Like, yeah, he, like, <laughs> I know, I watched him play. Times. Yeah, he's I think not, he's like, a good player.
0: It's true that we're in the gray area because while I don't think he was terrible domestically, he did have a lot of lanes where he fell uh, really far behind often in isolation and, again, we can go farther back and say, hey, that's the draft and he was given an unfortunate matchup but still, like, Massive CS discrepancies aren't.
1: But going into the series is Broken Blade versus Doran really what you're looking at and going, I, I think don't think that, that maker breaks the series. Right, no. that's no. what you're I'm saying. Right. Like,
0: but like, then I'm not going to tell you that Broken Blade's great. I'm going to tell you that Broken Blade probably doesn't matter in this matchup. Right, like, this exactly. Is, this is not the matchup I either agree. way that I'm going to hang my hat on like Broken Blade anyway.
1: I think that the most important matchup is, so Yike, he's, he's played against like, how do I explain? Like, he's playing against Bo. He's played against El Yoya. He played against I like our junglers like yankos was like one of our best performing junglers and he only played nine games during the regular season like the jungle competition that yike has experienced so far like don't get me wrong yike is very good but i think peanut is a slightly different level of veteran yeah, he's that used Bo does not speak
0: the same language as his mid laner <laughs> yeah. which might make some of those early game coordination plays uh some of those hiccups that we saw make more sense whereas uh I'm not not really a language or like time playing together gap for these two guys. It's not like I've
1: lost all faith in Yike or anything. It's just that the mid jungle, which I think is so important in this meta, who do I have more faith in right now? It is definitely Peanut and Choroby. Like that mid jungle duo, I think is like just the clear advantage in this series. And if you assume that like top is even and bot, I think is fair to say can be considered even given Hunts and Mickey's, yeah, pedigree like, and performance right a like a lot though but yeah obviously but like with their pedigree and history i think they it's fair to say it. yeah in theory mm. like i've seen mickey grief it before but no, like mickey does
0: i mean like but like come on like, but like
1: if old. you just like in me in my opinion the biggest discrepancy exists in mid jungle that is where my biggest and concern G2 comes from.
0: i think yet to play a single game of felius this entire year which means they're either banning or they're well, having so to run against them every single game
2: that that's like the mid jungle one i understand the concern Bot is the the biggest question mark, actually, for me in that sense, where, like, I think Pace is really good. I really like him. And while I also like Hans and Mickey, and they have, like, the unique picks and stuff, and I think they can make lanes more, like, kill lane-focused than just, like, standard trading and laning patterns, like, I would wonder how that's going to go if, you know, you're just playing Zaya or Rakan, and then, like, Zeri... So, or Andy, yeah. like these kinds of lanes that we've seen a lot of with Lucian, Nami's, these kinds of things.
0: I think in a world where you're just looking at the isolated 2v2, I have a ton of faith in Hans and Mickey because I think that they yeah. care a lot about the 2v2. They really like that's something that Mickey's always put a ton of effort into. It's something that he thinks about a lot. Um, you know, he talked about his relationship with Karius and he talks to like the best supports in the world about. So I just like, I trust, trust them in 2v2. The question is, how do they then fit into G2's
1: greater draft strategy and like what do they want? I, feel,
2: I will say sometimes they feel like an afterthought. I'll yeah,
1: the room like their bot lane just like draft something. And in winter, it. it was a much bigger focus, but in spring, it's definitely shifted. For yeah, sure. and
0: people talk about the Draven, but I don't think it's necessarily about the Draven. It's just like you've seen games. It is
1: convenient that we that they I say we <laughs> that they always draft a uh, a Draven man. It, it's it is nice,
0: it is nice, and that's the strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure, that's a positive thing. But like you can see, like
0: I think part of the reason why they love Nami so much and straight away from other things is they just want their bot lane to be able to just win in isolation, and that's great. I don't think they'll get their hands on those picks, but it's just like. Sometimes I feel like G2 really need their bot lane to just win in isolation, but don't necessarily have the, the resources left over in draft to give them a winning bottom lane because they look so much better when they have bot push.
1: Like Every I mean, part yeah. of their
0: game plan looks so much better when they the have bot push. The best
1: version of G2 was when they were diving bot like level three, level four, sure. level but five. Even if they don't like...
0: dive, even if they just push the wave in so Mickey can roam up and help invade with Yike, Like I think this team looks so much better. There's so much more control over the game, but it's just like it's much, much harder to do.
1: Okay,
2: you EU... Fanboys, put your money where your mouth is. Where's is this series going? Is it? Do you
1: believe in the G two magic still? A little bit. You got a little smirk there. You feeling it? I mean, like I want to, but I know for a fact that like it's just like it's very hard on paper for me to argue that G two is gonna beat Gen G. I think the Gen G is like so good. Like the only argument, which again credit to Cadeal, is this, like it's really hard to have faith in that organization internationally. Like, they do have a world title, obviously. I think they have two world titles, actually. But in recent history, like, they have struggled internationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, it depends on how you want to perceive that team. But, like, in recent years, they have faltered when it comes, um, when you expect them to perform and you expect them to be the favorites. And I think the G2 is a wild card that can... uh,
2: You know... You're right. I think it's going to come down to their jerseys. If they show up with those tigers again, I know there's like a cute a cute story of the origin of those tiger jerseys. Still hate them. Exactly. If I see yeah. them on stage at MSI, G2 wins the
0: series. Yeah. <laughs> not even a fan of the ha 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 jersey.
2: I just really don't like the tigers. No, I, I I heard the story. Someone explained to me like where
0: it comes from. And I was like, yeah, I still don't like that. <laughs> not okay. not hitting for me on an emotional no, level. No, no, do, no, you no, no. First do you want me to print first or you want to print no,
1: first? No, no,
0: I'll, I'll Am I allowed
1: to do a fan and an analyst no, prediction? No, no. So I just have to pick one. No, yeah, don't worry, I got it. Because your <laughs> fan one's worthless
0: because you're going <laughs> <G2. laughs> <Yeah,
1: sure. laughs> you to see G2. That's true. tell me <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to, yeah, Okay, well you know, then my, my professional opinion would be 3-1 uh, Gen.G. 3-2
0: G2. You know why? Because the people that don't like me are already gonna discredit my opinion for two reasons. (laughs) And I'm a play-by-play caster, which they like to bring up, so like my analytical clout doesn't matter. Here's
2: the thing you gotta think about, like who's watching this and why do I care? You know, like EU fans are watching
0: this. I jumped through tables this whole split you know what? What is? What am I doing here? Oh, I'm just saying you're not really committed because I have a feeling production secret. Those tables were meant to be jumped through. This one's not. This, this one's one just a shoddy not. piece of furniture. That I'm just saying commit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got my audio problems. equipment, my computer, which I'd be very sad to get saying, fried. We're here for the fans. And Look, the fans want to hear G two. Fans, you're yeah, right. Betty said it, so I don't really need to recap anymore. True. But G two are a wild card. Um, if they bust out something wild, I believe in their potential to win this series. I believe in their potential to catch Gen G off guard. Uh, Is it the safe bet? No.
2: Who wants safe?
0: But you know what you do to support a wild card? You be a wild card, (laughs) G2 fans. (laughs) <laughs> cut the break line just like yeah. charlie day we're yeah. going full steam
1: <laughs> ahead wild
0: card what's baby. the number
1: though oh three one you i said three two
0: three, wow oh, <laughs> okay this is a
1: three i don't know just what like, drugs just you just think so <laughs> are legal in london but <laughs> oh. so
2: one more thing i touch on before we close out is that there will be you a- can give a
1: number Oh yeah, give a number. I didn't even
2: give a prediction to, to, technically.
1: Bro. We're it's all dying on this soul. It's like
2: the Bambi. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> all. It's like, you know.
1: No, you should say it.
0: Honestly, all right,
2: three, okay. 3-1 one. Three, three, one, <laughs> Gen G. 3-1? Uh, hey, that. we'll take that. We'll That's take a little a bit EU, but you know, a little EU favoritism. Did you say 3-0?
0: That's a 3-1, oh, Hey, so nice. Game. Same prediction.
2: Uh where I was going to go with that though was that uh there's a loser's bracket now at MSI. Yes. And the first phase of games, even after these ones that we all just talked about happen. The losers and the winners will actually play on saturday sunday because all these are happening tuesday through friday if i'm not mistaken yeah. and then this weekend there will be two best of fives yep. on the saturday sunday days correct um and we'll have the the losers of these matchups playing now the sad thing we have to acknowledge is that if Civil yeah, wars that if, if, if all the things we predicted happen uh c9 will play golden <laughs> Pick except for you <laughs> yeah. you're, you're the live man, man. We, we need an upset because if there's no upsets G2 will play Mad Lions, Mad Lions and one of them will be eliminated. One of them will be eliminated. C9 will play Golden Guardians. And one of them will be eliminated. Then G- uh, Gen G will play T1 in the winner side of that. The loser yeah. of
1: that will play G2. No, 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 no. So the T1 Gen G actually, I'm pretty sure, goes to the other yeah, side. You cross ball oh, so you don't get nice. a rematch, so, yeah, yeah, but, yeah.
2: but still, it's not going to be an EU-NA matchup. Yeah. There's a chance we get none of those based off how this is seeded, which sucks. Yes. And then BLG will be playing obviously their opponent in a um, JDG, and so you're going to see rematches of all domestic matches we've seen before.
1: But it depends on your perspective because if you're um, an LCK LPL fan, you're like you, you got the best possible <laughs> like because even though you'd have Gen G versus T1, they would then go into a losers bracket where they then wouldn't have to play against an LPL team again. But
2: are you even happy because you don't get LPL versus LCK until winners bracket final? But that's
1: what they want. Is that, like, what if, if you, if I'm you a, think th- that's okay, guys, I'ma be really honest with you. If. Europe was number one in the world, okay, and we were the ones considered heavy favorites to get out of this group. And you told me that one of the two European teams was guaranteed to make top three MSI. I'm taking that, boys. I'm going no, to the moon.
0: You're saying that, but right now you're using your bad EU brain. Yeah, that's you, 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 the problem. Because, because if we, you're yeah, happy to make if, top three, but if you're the best region in the world, you want to. You do understand. That. You don't understand. That's, we just want to make it as far as we can. That's true, they right want to beat <laughs> everybody because they can. I know. You forgot what it feels like i have two but they can beat everyone better <laughs> well, on top of that, like
2: the 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 asia games that they play you know where you have like the teams playing against each other that would not be fun if they all played domestically and they were like you're our chosen guy get out there you know like it's fun to see the cross-pollination of I mean, teams no, it's and, yeah. and matchups and no it's, i mean like
1: i agree it's it's frustrating that we don't yeah. get to see more cross-pollination like if <laughs> I, I love the suggestion that i saw that if you just swapped t1 uh mad with the c9 blg you would have like completely cross-pollination between the yeah, two brackets yeah, yeah. i think it's
0: something to look forward to maybe in the future yeah, yeah it it feels like something that like now that we've seen what feels like the worst possible bracket scenario like i'm not gonna say what the change would look like for the future but if we do keep this format and obviously like this is the first we'll, time through this format so no judgment like people are gonna miss things um or be okay with this draw i don't know depends on who you are um you know, you can. I wouldn't be surprised to see changes in the future.
1: But like the the other thing is, like the reality is that seeding is always going to complicate things as well. Because I know, like many people, also rate T one as one of the best teams in the tournament if they had seeded into JDG, a lot of people would consider that unfair, right? Because it's the same yeah. principle as um, as um like when Invictus Gaming and KT met in the quarterfinals, right? Like but there's a
2: loser's bracket.
1: I mean, of course there is a loser's bracket, but that is like a significantly harder run. And in an ideal world, if you have proper seeding, you well, wouldn't have to. Yeah, I think there's
2: you, a, case to be made to that point about like there's regional parity that we kind of pretend is there more than it is based off historical data yeah Yeah. um but that's why i also think having tools to try and protect
0: and admittedly like or give make sure that we're seeing more cross
2: regional that's, that's ultimately what these tournaments are about is not watching your finals again
1: i mean ideally but like if if the goal is also just to just see the best league of legends teams play like then that's what we're getting, right? Like I the don't top know teams if in the making world. You know, Golden Guardians play again is <laughs> yeah. making the best teams yeah. in the world play yeah. to that point. <laughs> I mean, wow, I'm just
2: kind of so yeah. not Well, really... I didn't want
0: to say your guys <laughs> because
2: then you get mad. At me. Yeah. I still think it's too. too.
0: I, I would say that, like, I think that, Every time we make a format, I feel like we're, we're slowly getting better to having, like, the best possible format. And one thing that I would love to see, in the, like, there's a lot of different options in the future. I'm sure there's a lot of people on social media pitching different options, whether it's small yeah, course, swaps or overall, like, overhauls into how things are decided. Would be cool also to see, like, first seed LCK or first seed whatever Region 1 Worlds last year. Like, just pick your opponent. Sometimes that'll make it spicy. Maybe they team kill. That's crazy. But if you pick them, it's a way better story than if you accidentally run into them. Yeah. The,
1: the only good news... I say the only good news. There's lots of other the good news. The only good news is, is, is that... there's um, like, f- <laughs> <no, laughs> So much good news. I mean, it's um, like... Obviously, everyone has very clear expectations, but the beauty of an international competition is the gap between the finals and the tournament, except for LEC, <laughs> is very long. Yeah. And teams always look different, like... I don't know how many times in international competition people have said LPL is going to dominate, LPL is the favorites. And then, you know, you just yeah, mentioned the collapse. Team randomly um, and then yeah. the fact that like DRX at Worlds last year made it all the way to the finals, like the year that both NA and EU won both of their semifinals. Like, I'm not saying that it's consistent. But and it's not something that you should like realistically expect. And I think there are expectations. It's still and not predictions. the safe bet, but there's so but much like, we don't know. There's right a now. lot. There's so. There's enough unknown to warrant that. Like I can still see these best of fives going the way that you don't expect. Like I wouldn't be surprised if G two beat a Gen G, for yeah, example. Exactly.
2: I would say there's been I, zero tournaments that. Expectations have not been defied. Right. <laughs> By it being the theme of this one, I would say there's no one has ever. I mean, there's a couple perfect bracket predictions at worlds sometimes, but a lot of times there's none actually.
1: And like the closest, I think, the one that came to mind was 2019 when everyone expected FPX T1 and G2 to be the top three, and all three of them did make top three. But even then, Invictus Gaming was not expected to beat Griffin, and then Invictus Gaming took FPX to five games, right? So um but that was the one that came to mind where like that kind of went to tournament expectations but even then you know the, the path there is always a little
2: different too and yeah. so like if someone gets knocked out early and makes a loser's bracket run and at the end of the day genji lifts the trophy or something but they lost to g2 at the beginning it's still really hype and For sure and then you start avoiding all these regional things this, this is like a doomsday scenario where like you get this bracket draw and no upsets happen like we'll have to see
0: what happens at the end of the yeah. day yeah and again i'm the other big thing we talked about a few times is like These teams aren't getting a chance to warm up in groups. They're going to come in at a level that we're going to predict entirely based on games against much weaker teams in the case of plans or games from a very long time ago. Domestically. Uh, Domestically, you know. And so I just think there's a huge amount of variables here. I am ready and potentially excited to be completely wrong on all of my predictions except for the G2 one. I would like that (laughs) one to come true. Uh, Everything else I'm okay being wrong on because it would mean a lot of our teams getting through. Uh, but ultimately, like, we're just gonna have to see what happens. I'm I love that we have double elimination. I hope that it creates some really fantastic stories and some I opportunities want deep, for cool all rematch. I'm up from this tournament is a deep loser's bracket run that like justifies
2: the existence of the losers bracket. Cause I know there are a lot of people who are like, Why do you need a losers bracket? And this, this,
0: that. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah just yeah. just give us the losers bracket. Give us the bracket. like. JDG strikes down somebody, and then they make the entire run all the way back to the yeah. finals to rematch. Mad loves loses brackets. <laughs> Mad loves. It's on purpose. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's what the that's narrative is. That's what they is. were trying to. That's Good what G2 was trying <laughs> to do. G1 <laughs> wow, smashed
2: them, but that was exactly what Mad Lions wanted.
0: <laughs> anyway, MSI resumes uh this Tuesday, 1 p.m. We're kicking off with gen g versus G2. The entire schedule so an is an hour up later now. Later again,
1: just to clarify. Yes, the
0: entire Gen-G schedule. It's up now at lolesports.com On weekdays, it is 1 p.m. British time. British standard time, I believe. Uh, and then weekends are an hour earlier. That's starting at noon. Are Double you, best of fives on the weekend. You sh- I don't know what time those start.
1: They might even be even earlier on the Saturday. Mm,
0: there might be a chance the, the weekend ones one. Are. One on the weekend. One hour sooner. Noon. <laughs> my producer is there we just broke the fourth wall yeah. we're in a room there are cameras yeah. you're not just sitting know, here with us just, stuff happens. Yeah. i was 100 confident in my noon call no. Then he questioned me we had to ask for backup it's noon it okay. starts on noon on, noon. noon on the weekends on
1: the weekends cool um, we're good. of course remember we need comments really important for the the youtube so tell us who you think is most likely to upset gentlemen who you think is most likely to upset
0: like their fan base or like win against their opponent?
1: The winner against their opponent. <laughs> I was gonna say T1 for the fan base. <laughs> G2. Let's go. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Just get those, you know, get Thanks. those comments. This in. has been so
0: Diphoria you know, episode two. We'll be back with more coverage throughout the tournament. But for now, brace yourself. The best of fives are coming. They're coming in hot and fast. What is gonna happen? We mostly told you, but maybe we we're, wrong. We're, you really we were, we're wrong. Episodes, we're really
1: hoping we're wrong. End episode. Stop
0: talking. Bye. My favorite strategy is I keep talking and they, and then cut, they me cut me off at some play you point. you off with the music, Mark. And you could just like leave the if you wanted
1: to. You could just get up and then it makes it dynamic. Daniel and I would be here just chatting away. That was a cue for you to leave, Mark. Mark, why don't you just go away, Mark? In your own time, you can leave whenever you want, Mark. You can just leave. Mark, are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, time for... Or, <laughs> time for
1: the Dark Souls podcast. I'm <laughs> <Okay, go. laughs> <laughs>